So, Jeff, what are we talking about on the show today? Tony, we're going to talk about movies, specifically the baby boomer dilemma. Wow. I, I, I have not seen that. How about you, Jamie? Yeah, I have seen it and it's good. So who would have thought <laughs> Jeff and I are movie critics, but we're going to play that part today. Wow. Wait, who's Jamie? What's she doing here? <laughs> what? This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Paladin Financial Talk. We have not one, not two, but three hosts for you today. Myself, Mr. Tony Shore, as always. Hello, Tony. Hey, Jeff. Great to be here. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And we also have Jamie Malm. Good morning or good afternoon, Jamie. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Very good. Very good. Glad to have you here on the show. Thank uh, you. For those that don't know Jamie, Jamie is one of our advisors here at Paladin Financial, and uh, she has a couple different podcasts that she does. So we're very excited to have her join us here today and share some great information about a, a movie that is relevant to anyone preparing for and thinking about retirement. So we're going to dig into that and uh, very excited about that. We're on the tail end of winter here in Minnesota. I thought we were about to get out of that, but there's one last hurrah out there with uh, snow and rain and Lord knows what. So we're almost there. So close. Yes. Jamie, what is it in Kansas today? 90 already? Yeah, you never know. So we have gone from 80 degrees one day to five inches of snow the next, literally. So, I mean, we always get a little bit of that in Kansas, but it's been uh, it's been an odd spring. It's cold again today. Yeah, it hasn't felt like spring here yet. I'll tell you that. So, yeah, we've got a, a great show this week. Uh, tell us, Jamie, a little bit about what we're going to talk about and why. So I can't profess to be a movie critic by any means, but I will tell you, I watched this movie that has just recently been released called The Baby Boomer Dilemma, and it's good. It was very enlightening to really showcase this. They call it a retirement crisis that Americans find themselves in, you know, how we got here. But more importantly, what are some actions that people can take to avoid this scenario? And I thought it was interesting as they, you know, they start the movie, they start talking about, well, why is this generation of retirees different than all previous generations? And the biggest thing here is the loss of the traditional pension, right? We used to have most workers, I say most, cause I don't know the actual statistic, but let's go with most, <laughs> most workers had a pension of some sort. And obviously the benefit to having that guaranteed pension is I know exactly what my lifetime income is going to be exactly the date that I retire. There are no surprises. I show up to work. I put in my time. I don't have to worry about the rest. I've got that guaranteed payment. Well, 
we had a law passed, I think it was 1974, that introduced the 401k. And interestingly enough, the 401k was actually designed to supplement pensions, but it inadvertently just, it encouraged employers to say, oh gosh, well, we have these 401ks now. People can do their own planning for future retirement. We don't have to offer these pensions anymore. And they stopped offering them. And we have this whole generation now of people that got thrown into trying to build their own nest egg, but not having a lot of education or advice or focus on the distribution phase, which is where really we see that crisis come in. It's a kind of a 401k takeover is in a way, or they did kind of push pensions out the door and yeah, didn't, didn't start it out that direction, but companies saw an opportunity there to pass that risk off to employees instead of them being responsible for guaranteeing your retirement income. It's a lot better from the company's perspective if you're responsible for it. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's, that's one piece of the puzzle. We have obviously a lot of things that are creating arguably the perfect storm here. You know, we have confusion with consumers on what their options are. We have people that are living longer. And so healthcare costs and long-term care needs are becoming more and more prevalent. Now we have for, you know, for years, we haven't heard a lot about inflation, but now we have people that are really concerned about the future of income and how to account for inflation. So we, you know, we have all these variables that are playing into the plan that we need to put together but unfortunately, a lot of people have very little direction beyond just, you know, accumulating, maybe depositing into their 401k. They're really not getting the support they need in most instances to put together that future distribution plan, which is scary. And I think we should take this opportunity to Tony to let you know that your pension has been frozen. So <laughs> thanks. Your oh <laughs> no, my huge co-host pension. Yeah, yeah. I was really counting on that too, Jeff. Um, I, I, wow. I heard one, to, one time that if you're ever in a meeting with someone and you're you know you're going to have a confrontation with a particular person, to make sure that you sit next to that person because they're they're likely to be more accommodating if you're sitting close to them versus across the room. So with that notification, Tony, I'm literally sitting in your chair here in the studio. <laughs> so I couldn't get closer than that. <laughs> uh, those are big shoes to fill, or in this case, a big chair to fill. But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, this sounds like a fascinating movie. I, I admit I haven't seen it, but I need to watch it. Uh, it sounds like it will scare me more than anything else. Is that right, Jamie? You know, I don't think it's a it's a movie that's all about just scare tactics. We want to stay away from that because, sure. you know, the whole point of resources like this is to really educate people and empower them on what are our options. But the movie does do a great job of pulling in experts in our industry, you know, Nobel Peace Prize winners and um, professors at Wharton and Harvard and <laughs> Uh, Social Security, former administrators. I mean, there's a lot that goes into the expertise behind this movie. And although we find ourselves in a unique situation, the bulk of the movie is kind of leading us into, all right, well, if pensions are no longer an option for most people, how do we guarantee that lifetime income 
a pension like distribution, which is really what Josh or Jeff and I want to talk about today, right? Yeah, that's that's good. And I'm looking through the the list of uh, people that contributed to that movie, and I've read a lot of articles over the years from some of these people, a couple of PhDs, and people that are very well known in the investment and finance industry. So there are some some uh, big names out there that have weighed in on options for people and what that looks like going forward. And one of the challenges there, not only have pensions gone the way of, Tony would say, the way of the what? Uh, pensions have gone the way of the pension, is what, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> is what I like to say. Uh, patent pending. Yes. Point that. Yeah. Um, so that, catchy. Uh, <laughs> well, Buffalo, they, they brought the Buffalo back. The bison have come back. So you can't say they've gone the way of the Buffalo uh, <laughs> anymore. That doesn't work. So I think pensions have gone the way of the pension. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So pensions are out the door and more of people's retirement is on their own shoulders and everyone's concerned about Social Security. Will it be there when I need it? Is that going to crack at some point? What kind of changes might come down the, the pike there? Uh, but the other thing is if you're handling this yourself and you're responsible for creating that income, we're in a very different world than we were years ago, you, 10 years, 20 years ago uh, and beyond is interest rates have dropped so much over the years that the safer things that in the past were used to create retirement income aren't generally as good of an opportunity. You look at bonds and what those are paying nowadays and you have the interest rate risk as the investor, as interest rates start to come up, you see the value of those things go down and you're not making 8% on your savings account at the bank any longer. So there's a, a challenge there to, to deal with that. Plus you stack on top of that, we have increased market volatility and uh, as we bec had become more of a global economy, um, something that's going on across the bo uh, the globe can have a bigger impact on us today than it did 10, 15, 20 years ago. So Jeff, you say something interesting there about, you know, the, the scenario we find ourselves in now or the environment we find ourselves in now with bonds being lower in value and that traditional 60, 40 portfolio, maybe not being as widely used as it was in the past. And one thing that I, I don't think consumers really have a, a great grasp on is the relationship between bonds and interest rates, you think? I, I would agree with that, yes. As uh, people have gotten um, a good reminder of that this year as interest rates have, have increased and the Fed has announced there's probably seven more consecutive rate hikes coming down the path here in the not too distant future that as interest rates go up, our bond values go down. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, I've got to share a story. It's one that I heard years ago, the tale of two brothers. You guys know it? Is it about I, Nate yeah. and Brian Lucius? Because <laughs> they're, they're a couple it of brothers not, we know, and they have a podcast, them. the brothers Lucius. <laughs> oh, okay. That was a, just okay. a random guess. Okay. No, not, not Brian and Nate, but so the way I heard this story, maybe you've heard something similar, but two brothers go to retire. They're retiring several years apart. Both retire with a million dollars in their nest egg. Both average 9% a year in their, in their holdings. Both take an annual payment of 50,000. They have a 3% increase on it. So they're, they have identical scenarios to the amount of money they retire with 
and the paycheck that they're getting. The first brother, if we look 20 years down the road, well, he's been able to take his income every year and he has grown his 1 million to 2.6 million at the end of that term along the way. The other brother, same scenario, but after 15 years, he depleted his account entirely. Wow. Yikes. What's the difference? So, Jeff, I know you probably know. Tony, you want to take a guess? <laughs> uh, what's the difference? The difference would be when he took out the money, where the market was at when, when the money was withdrawn. Yeah, so you can average the same amount, but when you're taking distributions, the order in which you get those returns can have a huge impact. We call it the sequence of returns. Sure, it's the so, timing, right? Yeah, so too too many times I think we have this general idea that, well, as long as I average 6% or 7% or whatever the case may be, well, then I can I can guarantee this income. And that's not actually how it works. The order in which we earn the returns plays a big role when we're actually taking distributions, which is why having built-in flexibility, having you know a plan for where you're going to take money if the markets are down is so important. And Jeff, I know that's something you talk a lot about. Yeah, and it's a, a big risk that any retiree or pre-retiree has is making sure they have a, a good plan. Kind of the opposite of this is putting all of your assets into a, let's say a target date fund, or Jamie used the 60-40 allocation example there. You put all your stuff in that because that's dialed in based on your risk, but doesn't give you flexibility, doesn't give you options to take money out from things that are up when the market is positive and to turn off those things and take from safer things if the market is down. And when we talk about safer things, I think this is time to drop our bad word, you think? Yeah, let's, let's, do uh -oh. let's do it. Okay. Everybody get take the, a deep get breath. Get the bleeper bleep ready, Tony. <laughs> We're going to talk about <laughs> annuities, uh -oh. where they fit. Oh, no. I don't, here, I don't know if I have a, I have to, <laughs> I have to play some okay, type so of sound every time you I say, say it. it. You can just, you can use that for anybody that's, you know, freaking out. About I thought you were going to use the B word, the naughty, uh, the budget. <laughs> <laughs> I thought nope, you were nope. going to that's another dirty uh -uh. word that people don't Dropping like to hear. The annuity word. Oh, annuities. And the reason I say it's sometimes thought of as a bad word is there's all these myths and misconceptions out there about what annuities really are, what they do, where they fit, when they're appropriate. And the scary thing here is there's so many people that, you know, this would fit the exact need, but you have places where they are being maybe misused. No such thing as a, you know, good product or a bad product. It's just how it's being used, where it fits into their specific plan. But people get this wrong a lot. They do. I, I liken this to baking. You know, you're all familiar with cumin, of course. I'm sure you use that every week because cumin's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's a thing. You use it in different recipes. I'm, I don't even know where that came from. How do you even know <laughs> you can, that? But you can, you is, can, and, and I don't think it's baking. I think it's cooking. I don't think you bake with cumin. It's like a, a spice for Mexican food. <laughs> Busted. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I got over my skis there, Tony. <laughs> I know what you meant, though. Too yeah. If you, you could use it too much or you, you could use it good. not in the right place. Like you could bake it into a, something and it wouldn't work out. But if you, uh, 
use it in cooking, it might work out. Uh, she just illustrated your point for you, Jeff. I really Actually, did. I was just going to say, I didn't do that on purpose, but that's a good example is people yeah. assume a lot of things about annuities and they are a thing. They're a tool like a, like anything else that's using them appropriately. But a lot of people have used them inappropriately and therefore they sometimes get a bad name when that's unfair. And one important thing I, I believe we should all make you know, our, our folks aware about with annuities is there are different types. So when you hear that they're complex or they have high fees or the insurance company is going to keep the money, no, that's, I mean, that's not applicable to all types of annuities. There might be an annuity where that could be the case, but you can't apply that to all scenarios. In your example, it would be like if I tried to make chocolate chip cookies with my taco seasoning, cumin. So <laughs> not, not good. <laughs> Taking notes. Taking notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think the important thing here is really we have to have a written income plan, right? I mean, you've got to have a plan. And to me, it needs to be divided into two parts, really, your accumulation phase and your distribution phase. Yeah, it's a very different ball game. You're, you're, you, you have different... Um, assumptions, you have different needs in, in both of those phases. And as you approach switching from accumulation in your working years where you're saving money, you're putting money in your 401k, your IRAs, if the market's up or down a lot, it's not the end of the world because you're not relying upon that income, but you will at some point. And you have to, to have your plan set up ahead of time to be able to navigate that. It's very different if you're 35 or 40 years old versus 60 and you're close to walking into retirement, you want to start to switch gears into that income phase. And I think it's very important that you know people have a trusted advisor that specializes and focuses on both sides. We have a lot of advisors that are very, very good at the accumulation side, but maybe they don't handle as frequently the distribution side. So having that written income plan, having somebody that focuses on both sides. And, you know, you, you mentioned something there about age being a factor and when you're going to retire, I, I usually say, and, and Jeff, tell me what you think, but five years before and or five years after, I mean, that's really five years before retirement, five years after retirement is really the, you know, the key time where your pro the proper asset allocation becomes most important. Yeah, it's that's the red zone. You have the most at risk. Your nest egg is at its largest at that point. And, you know, just to illustrate that, I, I can think of two meetings I had this week where people came in to sit down with us and get a complimentary second opinion on their retirement income plan. And in both situations, they had been with advisors for a very long period of time. One gentleman was 30 years and he was asking me about Social Security and when to take it and what about taxes. And I asked him, well, what has your advisor suggested that you do? And he said, well, well, nothing. I've, I've never really asked. I said, well, you're you're 60 some years old. How many years do you need to be with that advisor before they are the one bringing advice to you about your retirement? It's no longer uh, I made 30 percent last year and I beat the S&P 500. It's how do I not lose 30 percent? And to your point, you mentioned that earlier, some people in our industry are very focused on the accumulation phase, which is important. Uh, we do both, but our focus and where people I think need the most help is preparing for 
making that switch into the income phase and positioning themselves well in retirement. And annuities may or may not be a, a good tool in their situation, but we want to look at that as an option and does it make sense? Tony, I didn't hear the beep. The bleep. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I miss, I, I missed it. Uh, I'll catch that You're one in off your game in post. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but no, Jeff, I agree. I mean, it's one of those things where you have to look at each unique scenario, and it can be overwhelming to think about. Well, gosh, I've just accumulated all these things here and there. How am I ever going to turn this into a cohesive, complete plan that incorporates? inflation, social security payments, um, healthcare costs, Medicare. I mean, there's a lot that goes into a written income plan. I, I think the easiest place to start is knowing where you're at now. You know, let's get a really clear picture of what does your current asset allocation look like compared to your your individual risk tolerance and your time frame for retirement, which is where you offer the color of money risk analysis report. Exactly. Yes. And you know, I mentioned this a little bit ago as we provide a complimentary second opinion on any, you know, anyone that wants to come in and sit down with us either face to face or virtually. And let's evaluate the plan that you have in place today. Or maybe you don't have one and you know you need one is let's start to look at that, what your options are. When can you retire? When do you file for Social Security? How do you minimize taxes over time? How do you reduce risk? Do annuities make sense for you? And another big one, too, is if you have an annuity today, is it the right one for you? Uh, sometimes oh. people come in and I, you said annuities. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes people come in and they have one of those things and it makes sense for them to keep it. And other times people come in and they have one of those things and it doesn't make sense for them any longer. So understand your options is very important. That's a good point. Yeah. Knowing exactly what you have is a great first step. So I can vouch that Jeff, I don't know if you realize this, but I've actually, we've known each other over 30 years. Goodness gracious. Wow. I know. <laughs> We're both so uh, young. I don't know how that's possible. But, neither of you look um, a day over 30, so I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> but I I can say without a shadow of a doubt that this is an area that you really have expertise in. So nobody should call you for any recipes. But <laughs> definitely, definitely not. Definitely you should call us for a second opinion and to look at your, your specific plan. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Give us a call. We can help you out folks. And, uh, our number is six, five, one, eight, four, two, eight, four, zero, six. And, um, you know, Jamie can help you. I can help you. We have a whole team of advisors here to evaluate what you have and make sure that you have good options in place and preparing for, your retirement and again, give you that, that second opinion. So give us a call. You can also check us out at financialpaladin.com. And if you're a regular listener, please take a moment, uh, subscribe to the show and, uh, give us a, give us a rating there. We would truly appreciate it. So we can let more people know about the show and we appreciate your time and, and, uh, diving into this annuity topic. <laughs> there we go. There we yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. I got the cue. Thanks for having me, guys. It was great. Yes. Thank you, Jamie, very much. And uh, enjoy your 90-degree weather. I'm sure you'll have probably by the end of the week. <laughs> Fingers uh, crossed. All right. Well, that does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk with our host, Jeff Foley, and our special guest this week, Jamie Malm. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. 
Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.